2: A weekly program where we discuss with national and local newsmakers important issues that impact our community. And now, here's your host, WGLSFM Public Affairs Director, Megan Steckler.
1: Welcome to A Community Affair. I'm your host and Public Affairs Director, Megan Steckler, and today we are delighted to welcome Mary Salvante. Mary is the director and chief curator at Roan University's Art Gallery, where To Whom It May Concern is being featured. Rowan's Art Gallery showcases professional contemporary artists' work for students, faculty, and the general public to enjoy. Today, she is here to discuss the gallery and this new display. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Can you tell me a little bit about the history of Rowan's Art Gallery?
2: Well, it goes back quite a bit. But the more recent history, I guess at least since I've been at Rowan University Art Gallery, which has been since 2009, we were originally over in Westby Hall. And in in and around 2015, if I remember correctly, the main space of the gallery moved over to 301 High Street. So that's where we are currently showing our contemporary, professional contemporary artists' exhibitions But we also still use the Westby space, which we now call the Center for Art and Social Engagement. It's been since 2009, our focus has been on bringing in professional artists and also framing our programming from the perspective that we are an extension of the classroom. And we are here to enrich the students' educational experience while at Rowan And hopefully the exhibitions that we bring in resonate with the the students as well as the general public.
1: Definitely. What do you look for in artists to showcase them in the gallery? Anything in particular?
2: Well, when curating exhibitions, how I approach that process is I'm, I'm really interested in looking at the content that the artist is exploring. So what we're trying to do and what we, what our focus is is to bring in content that's relevant to contemporary issues and concerns, whether that has to do with gender issues or inequality. It may have to do with social justice issues, environmental issues, just about anything as it relates to our current condition. And then from there, I'm looking at the artist's work from a place of its imagery and how the imagery is translating those messages. And it's important for us to bring in work like that because, as I said, being an extension of the classroom, we want our exhibitions to relate back to what students are learning in their classes.
1: Absolutely. Is there always a theme that surrounds each artist's work?
2: I try to approach each year from a position of an ongoing theme. Uh, showing the different ways in which artists will explore a theme and how they present it in their work is really fascinating. And there's so many different ways that artists can communicate this. And really, that, that's the point. They're communicators, and they're communicating through nonverbal ways, through imagery. So one year, I might have a series of exhibitions that are exploring the concerns around climate change and the different ways in which artists will create work focused on that theme. So this year of course we had because of COVID we got a little you know we had to make a lot of adjustments here and there. But we are returning back to a seasonal theme. And the, the themes can be n- not only the narrative that is being explored, but also the discipline in which the artist is working. So for example, Genevieve came to my attention through a colleague from the photo area, Jenny Drumgool, who introduced me to, to Genevieve's work from the perspective of a photographer. So I was actually looking for photography and then when she suggested Genevieve, I found that she was really more of an interdisciplinary artist, which is very exciting to me because that's that's really kind of my first love is, is interdisciplinary installation art. I just find really fascinating. So this year we're trying to focus on more photographic based artworks, but it also the themes that are also sort of emerging, just sort of very organically, uh, have to do with um, with identity racial identities, gender identities, and, and that sort.
1: I find what's so interesting about art is how there could be an overarching theme, but each artist can take that in a different way. And how they interpret that theme really just depends on their own style and how like they take that in and what they can make with that theme, which I think is really, really interesting.
2: It is, and it just demonstrates how you can explore themes in so many different ways and you can come at it from many different directions and by approaching it that way in the art gallery I hope that as visitors return they start to recognize that too. You know we try also to avoid being too literal or too specific in how those themes are conveyed because we we really also believe that it's up to the audience to decide how to decipher that and to come at it from their own realm of experience Uh, In that way, it becomes more accessible. I think they're more welcoming of what they're looking at because, let's face it, contemporary art can be a little intimidating and confusing to people that may not be able to experience contemporary art you know on a regular basis.
1: Exactly and it resonates with each person in a different way and can hit them in a different way emotionally.
2: Yes and also I think when it comes to themes like the environment it's science-based information that the artists themselves are using to express their own vision of that theme. But what the art of voice does is I think it opens up the opportunity for for individuals to think about this concern from a different point of view. Maybe one that they hadn't considered sitting in the classroom reading a textbook, if that's such a thing even anymore. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: What are some other artists or what are some other works the art gallery has highlighted that stand out to you and resonate with you?
2: Uh, well, getting it back to kind of this, the structure and how we approach our season working from a theme base, we also, the next step in that is to determine how artists are working and how that work might dovetail in with other academic areas. So whether it's engineering or earth and the environment or even the humanities or social justice areas. And then we it, there's an opportunity for us to actually even partner or collaborate with these academic areas. It's, it enriches the experience for the exhibition. So an example of that would be an exhibition we did a couple of years ago with Federico Solme, who is originally from Italy but now lives in Brooklyn. He creates animations using gaming technologies, and through the the process of translating his actual hand-done drawings and paintings into animations was a pretty fascinating experience for me, too. Um, But in addition to animations, he also included in his exhibitions works, digital works that you were accessible through VR headsets and also augmented reality works. So when we worked with the engineering department, they helped us both with some fine-tuning that the, that the animations required, but the VR headsets were designed by the artists but then printed, digitally printed by the engineering department. And the headsets, they were like masks, but they were based on the characters from the artist's paintings. And the masks fit over the front of the VR headset. So basically, when you had the VR headset on, you were wearing the mask. And as a result of that, you became the character. So not only were you experiencing art through these digital platforms, you were a participant in the exhibition <laughs> by performing this character while watching the uh, headset. It was it was a fantastic uh, show and experience. And that was over COVID, too. But uh, we made it happen.
1: That's incredible. I wish I could have seen that. I actually did not know that the art gallery even had animation as an artistic discipline that could be featured in the gallery itself that's so
2: cool oh yes we again we explore and we push ourselves too to work out how we can present these forms these art forms these disciplines the various disciplines in which artists are researching and exploring themselves
1: I remember last spring there was an exhibit on glass blowing.
2: That came out of our interest in engaging with students and how we can support student efforts. So one thing that we're able to do in this new space, and maybe not so new anymore, is to have pop-up exhibitions, which which are basically very short-lived exhibitions. We're able to put them up on one side of the gallery, which is more of our community space, we call it. It's actually, you know, it's like a walk-through space from the front doors to the elevator. (laughs) But it's it's actually a decent size to enable us to do these small little pocket shows. And so that was a pop-up exhibition of students' glasswork that were done through the art department last year.
1: I wish I could have gone because I saw the promotions for that, but unfortunately I was just very busy during the week or during the month that it was featured. Yeah, it happens. What was Rowan's motivation behind featuring To Whom It May Concern? What drew Rowan's art gallery to showcase Genevieve's work?
2: Well, yeah. So the title of the show grew out of Genevieve's result of the selection of works that we included in the show. And Genevieve, I should say, is an artist that was very involved with the process of producing the show. And I've been in this situation with other artists that are interested in working more collaboratively on how the show is designed. And I actually love that because they bring in a whole nother way of presenting the work. And I'm like, well of course you can be involved. It's your work. You know, you wanna you want it to resonate the way you want it to resonate with the public. So she was very involved with the with the design of, of, of the show as well as helping with selecting the works that are in the show, and the title of the show. So the title fits very much with her process and how she presents her work, which is very subtle, it's very ambiguous, but basically she is using imagery that is very nostalgic and very sentimental to push on the boundaries and push on the stereotypes around racial stereotypes and specifically stereotypes dealing with biracial women.
1: What are the future goals for the gallery, possibly looking to expand
2: in any way? Well, we would love to expand. <laughs> We're just, you know, we just have the one space and then the space over in Westby Hall. Of course, you know, having more space to be able to bring in more programming, more exhibitions is always, you know, would, would benefit, I think, everyone and also because you know we frequently have people visiting who have you know they've planned their day and they've made a commitment to go to the gallery and they come in the gallery and and many times they're asking me if there's more to look at we also have a permanent art collection which we don't get to show that frequently we're able to put it up from time to time in our space in Westby Hall but to have a designated space where we could show the permanent collection more frequently would, would also be awesome. It's a very unique collection. It's basically the, the primary, the core of the, uh, of the collection is works by women from the 70s and the 80s. It's not a common collection, actually. And Rowan has one of the very few collections of that type in the area
1: good for Rowan honestly yeah. to showcase i feel like an underrepresented discipline and group
2: it is it and continues to be it's gotten it's, it's made some progress but we still have a ways to go
1: so how has student engagement been with the gallery i know you've spoken that well as you just touched base on that the public want to see more but how have students at rowan taken in all of the art gallery and all it has to offer
2: we make it our intent to reach out to the faculty, other academic areas, to let them know that we're having an exhibition that we think it intersects with what they're doing in the classroom and encourage them to bring their students to see the show. Um, um, if it's a class that's meeting at the same time as the reception, I encourage them to come as a class. But they also come during open times not necessarily during the reception. The benefit of coming to the reception, though, is the artist is usually there, and it's an opportunity for students and anyone else to engage with the artist to hear more about how the artist thinks and, their, and why they are doing what they're doing, which you don't normally read in an artist statement, you know. Uh, so you're finding more insightful information when you have a chance to actually talk directly with the artist. So there's those opportunities. Um, and then I also mentioned sometimes we do these pop-ups where we can present students and their work if it's part of a, an academic program. And then just we promote the show through our social media and through our website. And just we just hope students feel that, that our space is a safe space for them and an accessible space for them that they can just come by whenever they are around.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's such a cool opportunity that students have the chance to meet the artist and ask for their input based on their art that they're looking at and viewing at the same time.
2: I think it's the opportunity to do that can be very enlightening for the students, and not just art students. Because the work is so content-driven, and I'm not saying that the practice in which the artist creates the work is second to that. I mean, they work together and Genevieve's case she's interdisciplinary she has photography but she also has collage in which she inserts physical objects and she also does these installations that mimics actual living spaces that she fills with objects that she's collected through thrifting antiquing and just finding odd things from places that she visits so it's both uh, artists gaining insight on process, but also insight on how the artists came to think about the message that they're conveying through the work.
1: Are there any new projects the Art Gallery are featuring this upcoming semester? Can you tell us about any artists like Genevieve to look forward to?
2: Well, following Genevieve's show, we are doing a group show of photography, which is, it kind of continues the narrative a little bit, but just presents photographs from a different perspective. It's a group show. It's a diverse group of artists. There are two Asian artists, one black artist, and a Native American artist, which I think is the first time that we've done that. And I should say we, we we really are very intentional about being diverse, not just in the work that we show, but the but the artists as well. And it's very important for us that we are representing everyone through the work, but also the artists that, that come to the gallery, that we invite to the gallery.
1: I agree, because then everyone has their own perspective on different things, just as we touched on earlier, how they interpret a different message or a different theme really just depends on their own experiences. And I think that's really cool that the art gallery does feature everyone. And mm. I mean everyone.
2: Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and so I encourage people to come see us. We're at 301 West High Street. It's on the corner of Drive and High Street, if students are familiar. I should add, there's parking garage right across the street, so it's very easy to park. There's free one-hour parking at this garage plenty of time to come in and see the show. We're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5 and on Saturdays 11 to 5.
1: What are the show times for Genevieve's work this upcoming semester?
2: Right, so it, it actually opens to the public September 1st. The reception is September 15th. The show will be up through October 29th.
1: Mary, it was wonderful speaking with you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. When we come back, we'll be speaking with Genevieve Gagnard, who is the artist behind To Whom It May Concern. We'll be right back with more Community Affair after this. Hello everyone and welcome back to A Community Affair. I'm your host Megan Steckler and joining us on the show right now is Genevieve Gagnard. Genevieve is the featured artist in Roan University's Art Gallery's newest exhibit titled To Whom It May Concern. Roan's Art Gallery showcases professional contemporary artists' work for students, faculty, and the general public to enjoy. Today she is here to discuss this new exhibition. Genevieve thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Jumping right into it. When did you first start creating art whether it's photography sculpture or collage and when did you realize you wanted to pursue it professionally and full-time?
0: Wow I think I kind of always just was an artful soul. I was never really encouraged at a young age that I could pursue art as like a career but I just kind of did my thing and I actually went to cooking school right out of high school kind of focused into pastry arts. And so that was kind of like, you know, I really like decorating cakes. So it was artful in a way. But one of my chefs slash professors kind of took me under his wing and kind of asked me like what I saw myself doing in the future if I was really wanted to pursue, you know, baking and pastry or if I had other passions and I revealed that I really loved drawing and art and so he would give me assignments that had you know nothing to do with what we were doing for school but just like kind of nurtured me in that direction and I got inspired to wrap up my two years there got my associate's degree moved back home and Got enrolled into the community college where they had a great art program. So I was able to kind of try out different you know, art classes and really find what I was passionate about.
1: So your professor was your mentor that got you into art or were you already interested in the arts?
0: I was already interested. I wasn't interested in cooking. Let's be clear. But it was one of those. I saw an opportunity to get out of my small town and I gained some skills, some knowledge that I used throughout the years as, you know, got jobs as a pastry chef in different restaurants and stuff. But it was just that kind of feeling of someone kind of encouraging me and seeing that there was something there that I could pursue.
1: Definitely. And I'm glad that you took that opportunity and you ran with it because look at you now. What discipline of art that you create do you enjoy doing the most and why?
0: Well, my focus in school was photography. There was something about capturing people like portraiture that I was really drawn to. And then I started to turn the lens on myself, seeing that my story was one that I wasn't seeing represented as a biracial woman. I kind of felt like I never really fit in anywhere, but I didn't really have folks that I looked up to that were kind of expressing their stories in that way. I mean, Mariah Carey, you know, Alicia Keys, very cool ladies, but, you know, they didn't seem like, you know, kind of untouchables. But yeah, so I kind of delve into my own version of that story and put that into the work.
1: What projects or pieces are you working on now and in- How do they differ from your earlier work?
0: Well, as my practice has kind of evolved, I would say that my major was photography, but now I just kind of allow myself to make whatever comes natural. So I dabble in collage and installation and sculpture to really not be confined by what the art world or what people expect me to be as an artist, but just what the work needs to get the message across.
1: Definitely. And do you ever stick to the same theme in all of your artworks or do you like to switch it up and have different types of themes?
0: I feel like I have this kind of overarching theme about race and identity and how we kind of navigate through the world, how others see us and how we don't have to fit into a box to kind of be the best version of ourselves.
1: (laughs) I think it's really important that you're representing that because it seems like not a lot of people are doing that these days.
0: Yeah, it seems like if even one person is doing it, it'll start like a chain reaction for people to kind of look at themselves, feel seen, and maybe share their stories. And then someone young would see their story, you know, and just like this chain reaction of just feeling like you're not alone in the bigger picture.
1: Absolutely, the domino effect. Yeah. Relating to your exhibit, can you tell us a little bit about To Whom It May Concern?
0: Yeah, so To Whom It May Concern is of a survey if you will of several bodies of work we really wanted to showcase a little bit of all the ways that i work in so you have the photography you have the installation you have the collage and you have the sculpture works and it's been an interesting process in kind of bringing works from different bodies of work and seeing the similarities and also seeing like the changes and i think for myself i'll look at a past body of work and realize You have to push yourself a little bit more to get at these harder topics that kind of come up in my work around race and identity in America specifically. And so just kind of having a space like this to kind of make sense of it all and see that there is a cohesive statement overarching the whole body of work that I've created over the years.
1: What was your motivation behind creating this solo exhibition? I know you've touched on it a little bit within yourself and you're saying how your work represents yourself but I wasn't sure if there was anything else you had to add.
0: I think this work specifically often I'm as a biracial woman my mother's white my father's black I kind of am seen often as white but I identify as a person of color and so sharing my version of that and also putting a message out there from a perspective that other white folks might listen to me as like they see themselves in me but maybe taking some harder hitting realities to heart is kind of what I'm reflecting in the work but the way that we set up this show this idea of to whom it may concern it's like I can make these works till I'm blue in the face and doesn't mean that it's going to get through to people. So if you want to take the time to check where you are in yourself and how you're making the world a better place or not, then maybe this show will kind of trigger some of those things. And I
1: think it definitely will. And I'm looking forward to it for sure. What do you want the audience to take away from your art?
0: I think, again, it's just the way I create art is I use patterns that feel very nostalgic. I create spaces that are very... A strong reference to home or the past. The past is a big influence to kind of reveal that we haven't come as far as we like to think as it relates to race and racism in America. And so I kind of create these worlds where you're lured in by the sweetness of the patterns or the pastel colors. But then once you're in there, you realize that the work is kind of getting at something deeper and so you're like kind of stuck there, but it feels home-like. So you're just like, okay, this is hopefully a safe space to unpack these issues. I'm not trying to point the finger at anyone. I'm just trying to like shift people's perspective. Hopefully that they can kind of grow and learn more about themselves.
1: The bright colors draw you in and then it makes you really sit and think about yourself. And what is the deeper message behind that? And I think that's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, it kind of tricks the viewer. They're just like, what is this girly feminine grandma situation that you have here and then there's so many details like you walk into the show and like you come back you might see something that you totally missed the first time so I like that the space will kind of encourage folks to keep coming back and bring friends and have conversations that might have come up in other spaces that they felt unequipped to really answer or talk through them. And then that space will be kind of a, you know, the the works are like kind of talking points that could lead into these harder conversations.
1: And I think that's what's so interesting about art is that there's so many wide interpretations of everything. And as you said, that you can miss something just by looking at it on a surface level. And then when you keep coming back, you'll just notice more and more little things that you haven't noticed before. Genevieve, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me. Again, I'm your host, Megan Steckler, and this has been A Community Affair.
2: You've been listening to A Community Affair. Be sure to join us on the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. as we discuss the important issues that impact you and our community. Only here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.